it's Andrew Wilkow. Here's my opening monologue from today's Wilkow Majority on Sirius XM Patriot. So we see that finally Disney broke. Bob Chappick is out. The guy's getting $23 million to walk away from a job he held for two years. And this is how woke blinds people. No one's complaining about this. We talk about the 99%, the 1%. No one's talking about this corporation that is going to pay a man $23 million to exit a job he held for two years while he oversaw the decline of the stock price. At the same time, Disney is now going to be raising the park, the daily park entrance fee, I believe, to $189. Does, does that sound? I mean, when you walk up, when you walk into Disney, what is that avenue you walk up before you get to the castle? That's right, Main Street, USA. While Democrats were so outraged at Ron DeSantis for saying, hey, you know, maybe this company ought to pay some more in taxes. Something they say about every other corporation. When they complain, they don't pay any taxes because of the loopholes created by the federal government led by people like Joe Biden. They get outraged. And what does Disney say to average working families, as the Democrats would put it in their nomenclature, Main Street? You're not going to be able to afford this. $189. My family's five people, $189 just to get in the park. That's before you start spending money on food or a bottle of water or anything else. But Andrew, they're a corporate. Yeah, yeah I, I get that. But isn't it funny how profiteering, squeezing families, raising prices, you can, you can park anything behind woke. And that is why woke capitalism is what it is. I know we think that there are some very sinister people, and there are some, in the C-suites of these major companies. But they've learned a lesson. And it's a long lesson. Starting with the shakedowns of people like Jesse Jackson. You pay off the right people, you virtue signal to the right group, and nobody talks... Nobody asked the question, hey, Bob Chappick, while you're saying all this wokey woke stuff, and while you're overseeing multiple properties, not just the parks, not just Disney animation, but things like ABC Network and its flagship daytime program, The View, which is entirely left, where do you make all of that Disney merchandise? Where is it made? Who's making it? What are you paying them? Now, we know how the dirty little secret works. Disney doesn't actually own the factories that make their high-quality plastic merchandise and toys. They contract that to somebody in China. And you don't do business in China, with, on that level at least, without getting in bed with the Communist Party. And what is affectionately known as the princelings or princesslings. That is the sons and daughters of high-ranking officials in the Communist Party. So if you want to open a factory to make Buzz Lightyear and Woody 
you've got to pay off the right people so they can, you know, find you the slave labor that's ultimately going to make this stuff for pennies on the dollar. It's the same story with Apple. It's the same story with Nike. They say, what, me, what, we're, we're not making, we don't own these factories. We just contract with them. And if anybody starts sniffing around, not that they let investigative journalists into these factories, but if anybody starts asking questions, all of a sudden Disney goes, wait a second. If we just go pride in January and we just start inserting transgender characters into our content, we will have the backing of GLAD, PFLAG, this group, that group, and ultimately the Democrat Party. You would think by now that somebody would say, you know, Disney got it all wrong on this parents' rights and education law, which at no point has the phrase don't say gay or even the effect of don't say gay. There's no ban on gay people being teachers. There's no discussion or accusation that gay men are prone to pedophilia and should be barred from primary education or any of that. It just says the state of Florida is setting age-appropriate curricula restrictions, and there are some things that teachers ought not be sharing with their students. I want to know who disagrees with this. Well, why can't teachers talk about their, their partners? For the same reason, if a teacher's a swinger, he or she shouldn't be talking about what it is they do on the weekend. If they're in throuples or any other bizarre relationship, kids don't need to know this stuff. My kids actually saw one of their teachers at a grocery store, something that um, one of our guests brought up, and they were thought it was the weirdest thing in the world. I don't even want to know what my daughter's teacher is buying at the grocery store. It's none of my damn business. Actually, pre-out gay Ellen DeGeneres used to do a joke about that, that if you look into someone's shopping cart, you might find some bizarre things going on. I believe the joke went like this. Well, what's that? Whipped cream and lawn chair and a douche? So, you know, teachers do not need to share their whole life story with the classroom. It's not necessary. And you are working for the government. The idea that somehow government school teachers are completely independent of the corporate structure that is government, that doesn't make any sense. Same goes for police officers and toll workers and bailiffs and health inspectors. You work for a corporation known as government. And under the 10th Amendment, the state, the governor, the state assembly, the lower chamber, upper chamber, has the power to make regulations regarding your employment and how you carry out your duties. If you don't like this arrangement, you should not be a government school teacher or a police officer, for that matter. But the idea that the classroom is the sole possession of the teacher and that the students are there to basically take on whatever the teacher wishes to present is not anything that we've ever voted for.
Wines at 695 Patriot 9572874. Now I see trending on social media the brand Tampax, which is not to be confused with the code for the Tampa Bay Airport, is not only sponsoring turning men into spokespeople. They apparently riled people up with some tweet about being in DMs. I don't I don't even pretend to understand it. But I have a simple question. Where does a man put a tampon? And as soon as I get off the air today, I think I'm going to, if they want men to be their brand spokespeople, I think the most appropriate would be Jesse the Body Ventura. I ain't got time to bleed. Or perhaps Arnold Schwarzenegger. If it bleeds, we can kill it. Just to demonstrate how absolutely absurd it is that biological males would ever need a tampon for any reason. Wine's at 695 Patriot, 9572874. But if you want the answer, where does a man put a tampon? I could tell you. You know that shopping cart when you're shopping for your wife. Wine's at 695 Patriot, 9572874. Can I just say I don't care about the World Cup? I don't know. I just I just don't care. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what it is. And it's 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 nothing personal to fans of soccer. I, I I don't know. Americans just don't seem to care about it that much. And that's that. Then again, I don't care about the the Super Bowl or football or any of that stuff for that matter. Let's see what good stories do we want to get to. I noticed the media is not making any mention. Their new hero is a man named Jack Smith. Jack Smith is the named special counsel by Merrick Garland to oversee now two fused investigations, both into Donald Trump again. At this point, when you hear the headline, Trump is being investigated, it's like, Trump's being investigated again. Okay. How many investigations have you run? Lots. How many, how many have resulted in prosecutions? None. So they have this man who was the uh, co-pilot of Lois Lerner. And nobody's talking about this. Now, our friends over at Just the News reported on this. John Solomon, who's going to be joining us from Just the News? John Solomon's not available today. So, oh, Solomon is 240. Okay, so we're going to have John Solomon on and we're going to go over the fact that Jack Smith was the co-pilot in the IRS targeting of conservative groups. The media would like you to think he's just this, you know, intellectual, hard-charging, honest-down-the-line prosecutor. That's why he was at The Hague overseeing war crimes prosecutions. And Merrick Garland said, get me that guy. No, they knew exactly why they took him. Wines at 695 Patriot. So we're going to watch as the Department of Justice is used once again, as it was during the dossier, Crossfire Hurricane, the Mueller report. Every one of these investigations turned out to be a complete and total hoax. Complete and total hoax. And nobody has suffered the consequences for being part of this hoax, at least not legally. James Comey's an author. Andrew McCabe's a TV personality. Lisa Strzok, uh, Lisa Page. Lisa Page, I think, is a professional uh, white wine sipper at this point. I don't know what the hell she's doing. 
But all of these people that colluded to run an illegal, unconstitutional, politically driven, politically motivated, politically funded investigation of Donald Trump have gone on to bigger and better things. So the lesson in Washington is, as long as you abuse your power to undermine Republicans, you'll be a TV star. Nobody was perp walked out for this. Nobody. They tried to pay Christopher Steele a million dollars to actually corroborate any of the stuff in the dossier. They didn't pay him the million because he couldn't, and they still used it to get a FISA court warrant. And then when that fell through, we got the Mueller investigation. And when that fell through, we got the impeachment. And when that fell through, we got another impeachment. And when that fell through, we get this. It was only a few months ago they were screaming, nuclear secrets. You're telling me that U.S. attorneys, absent of a special counsel, can't prosecute a case of somebody illegally in possession of nuclear secrets? There's a problem then. Now we know what this is going to do. It's going to be the same thing all over again. They're going to run up people like Dr. Jerome Corsi, Roger Stone, Paul Manafort. They're going to get into Donald Trump Jr.'s business dealings, Ivanka's business business dealings. They're going to threaten Jared Kushner. They're going to have this open-ended mandate to investigate anything they want as long as the last name Trump is attached to it. And they'll get somebody on a process crime here and a tax evasion there. And they'll say, well, there might be evidence of, uh, of uh, obstruction. But why does it already feel like three, four months down the road that the whole nuclear secrets thing has already gone away? Oh, I forgot the January 6th committee. There's another one. So another made-for-TV investigation that is there to tell this country, don't vote for Trump. Now, again, I'm not endorsing Trump by this. If Ron DeSantis decides to get in, I think there should be a fair and open and public primary. And the voters who are registered Republican and those in the open primary states will ultimately decide. I don't think I could be any more generic in that statement if I try. But I will be damned if there's going to be a dump Trump train led by, woo, woo, hey, it's me, Paul, Paul Ryan. <laughs> right, Liz? Yeah. That's what this is. And you know who should reject this outright is also Ron DeSantis. Ron DeSantis should come right out and say, look, I haven't made my decision. And if I do make my decision, it'll be a fair, open and honest primary. But I do not think political investigations are at all appropriate. Weintick 695 Patriot 9572874. We are right. They are wrong. That's the end of the story. The arguments on this radio program cannot be broken. Sirius XM Patriot. You can join me live on the Wilkow Majority, Monday to Friday, noon to 3 east, 9 to noon west, on Sirius XM Patriot, channel 125.